The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome back to Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander. Right across from me is our guest host of the week, Laura Jameson. You're rubbing your lip. This isn't blowjob time or anything like that. What's up with what the fuck are you doing over there? I'm rubbing my Burt's bees on, okay? <laughs> it rubbed it rubs the Burt's bees on the skin. It's part of my pop socket. What the Dudes, she has this thing on the back of her fucking phone and it pops open and it has like fucking Burt's bees and shit in it. Yep. You can get all kinds of refills for that. That's like Inspector Gadget shit going on. <laughs> That's what the hell that is. That is totally fucking Inspector Gadget yes. shit. Okay, Inspector Gadget. <laughs> Just Christ, man. Why don't you tell me about this? Is it Louise? It's or is Lois. It, it is yeah. Lois. Like Lois yeah. That's what I thought. Okay, Roberts. It's all you. This one I, I actually thought was really sad. I have, there's always snark, but this one was just, it's, it's a miscarriage of justice. It's racism. It's, you know, fun stuff like that in Australia. Ah, figures. That's, that's yeah. one country I haven't been to is Australia. You want to know why? Everything there wants to fucking kill you. Everything. Like, yeah. seriously, I was like, a platypus, but that's, they're cute. They don't want, they have poison spurs, dude. Because it's Australia. It's fucking Australia. Yeah. This is terrifying. And the fucking spiders. Christ. <laughs> I now oh. checked. I looked at your toilet paper roll and I was like, oh, I got to check it for the spider. You wonder why it's not on the actual roller roller <laughs> no, Now thingy? I know. Yeah, that's exactly why. Yeah. And, well, and there, there's actually a reason behind it. So when, when I had my, one of my former drummers live with me and he was uh, renting out the back room and he wasn't afraid of spiders. So I go in to take a shower, you know, and I'm buck naked. So, you know, for my towel. Yeah. There's a towel on the floor. And I kick it, and what looks like a dead spider rolled out. But I'm going to be a man. I'm going to pick it up with a piece of tissue paper, and I'll throw it away, which is a big step for me. Yeah. And then I accidentally kicked the towel again, and it jumped. Ooh, it was not dead. So big, fat, fucking naked Scott runs out of the bathroom. Like, Tom! 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 Spider! It's like that fucking big! He's oh, it's not that big, Scott. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, it's in there. He's on number one. Put some clothes on. Don't need to see your fat ass naked. You don't want it biting anything vital. No shit, man. So he goes, I don't see it. It's probably underneath the the talent. It was. He goes, oh, that's a hobo spider. It's related to the brown recluse. That'll get you. I'm glad I didn't pick the fucking thing up. So now that's why it doesn't go in the toilet paper roller thingy jigger. I actually, because I I nudge it and I look around it. We killed one, and I haven't seen one since. Where there's one, there's more. I'm pretty sure that somebody saw it, like one of the other spiders, and told the brown recluse hobo spider mafia about it. And they're just ready. They're just re- ready for my death. They're like planning it out right There's now. There's wanted posters with your picture oh, on yeah. it. Have you seen this fucker right here? Yeah. We're going to kill them all together. So they're planning this out. And I'm waiting for the attack. I'm waiting. I like to leave the dead carcass for a while as an example. <laughs> To the others about what will happen should you come this out. This could happen to you, motherfuckers. Yep, this could be you. <laughs> All right, so tell me about sad Lois Roberts. <laughs> so, Lois and Rhoda Roberts were twins. Born in 1960, youngest children of Pastor Frank Roberts and his wife Muriel. Super religious family. He was a pastor at the Church of Christ and a proud native 
Widgible, an Aboriginal activist in Lismore County, New South Wales, Australia. I'm glad you told me what the fuck a widgible is. because That's a widgible. I thought it was like a vegetable, but not not. That's only if they're in a coma. Oh. So there, there is some snark in here, yes. Um, Muriel was a white Sunday school teacher, so that was a big deal. Him being Aboriginal, her, her being, being white. white yeah. um, at this time, it was highly frowned upon to be in an interracial marriage everywhere, not just in Australia. I was going to say, it's the 60s, man. Yeah. You know, the, while I don't support things like Black Lives Matter or anything like that. Right. It was a rough time yeah. for anybody of any skin color, you know, like if you were black or brown or, or whatever. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't exactly a good time. No, man. no. <laughs> so, yeah, it was the Aboriginal people were and still are treated very, very poorly by police and by people in general. And they face a lot of systemic racism. Um, and it was, it was, you can imagine how hard it was for their children to face this. And they were often told not to think too highly of themselves just because they were mission born blacks, meaning that they had been born at the church mission. So somehow they would like, you're better than other ones, but you're not that good. So see, that's fucked up, man. Yeah. That, that right there alone already tells me you, even if she wasn't being featured on our program, that there's a lot of shit mentally going on there. Yeah. Because you're basically they're attacking her self-esteem, yes. her self-worth, her yes. and her sister both. Yep. Um, your self-value and the goals that you're going to set for yourself as an adult. Yeah. Because we all start off with goals. Like some people say, when I grow up, I want to be an astronaut or I want to be president. I want to right. be a firefighter. But when you say, hey, you know, yeah, you're better than the rest, but you're still kind of a piece of garbage. You're still trash. Yeah. yeah you know, and you're like, oh, I can't do anything because i'm trash i'll never be good enough yeah yeah Yeah, so i can already see even if she hadn't done anything at all i can totally see a bad road ahead for her when they were in grade school they did random checks of the aboriginal children so they were at any time they could be pulled out of class and they would search their backpacks and their lockers and they checked them for disease and they checked them for lice what boomerangs? What the fuck? <laughs> right. What is what? Do you, yeah. What the fuck is it? Any like seriously? It's not like it's. It's not like it's wartime there, right? It's, yeah. It's not like they're going, like the like during, like during the Vietnam War where kids were you know fucking blowing themselves right. up and killing people. It's nothing like that. It's like, hey, it's Aboriginal child, so we need to check them or they'll kill us all. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with people, man? I think it's just to embarrass them and put them in their place. No, to probably. me, that's you know. Yeah. No, I, I I would agree. It's it's a way to kind of. Keep them down. Yeah, and I, I, I was going to use that. God, I hate using that because it's been it's I know. become such an affectation uh, oh, yeah. and, and a cliche. Yeah. And I use it in jokes all the time. Like, I'm a white man and man's trying to keep me down type yeah. of thing. But, uh, but no, I, I agree. They're just they're, they're trying to remind them that they are less than yep. everybody else. Yeah. And that's, that shit's not right. No. And I don't care what year we're talking. Well, it was a sign of the times and that, 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 that. It still, still makes you an asshole. Yeah, it still makes you an asshole. It doesn't matter if it's the 60s or 2020. Yeah. yeah. It still yeah. makes you a fucking asshole. Yeah. 
So they could pull a kid out, and if they had anything on them, or they found, or said that they found something, these kids would just disappear out of class, out of the school, which then scared the shit out of the other widgeable kids, because they were like, oh, this could happen to you anytime, you have no idea. And so... A lot of this comes from Rhoda's perspective, since Lois is dead. But um, according to Rhoda, Lois was always the rebellious one. Rhoda's a sister, right? She's the sister. They're twins. Okay, I, yeah. I want to make sure I, yeah. that was... I, I'm going to ask stupid questions, because, you know, like I said, keep in mind, don't do drugs, kids, because when they tell you it'll fuck with your memory when you get older... It will. Yeah, it will. Like, yeah. do you think they're full of shit? I thought they were full of shit. No, it's true. Fucking doctors know what the hell they're talking yeah. about. Go figure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Lois was always the rebellious one. She's the one who would stand up to anyone. Rhoda was picked on more because she was sort of perceived as the weaker one. So, Lois was always Rhoda's protector. She was the one who would hang out with the... She could hang out with the white girls at school. Mostly. <laughs> um, Lois had always wanted to be a hairstylist. And as soon as she and Rhoda graduated high school, she attended beauty school. And she was happy, living the life she always wanted, until right before their 21st birthday, Rhoda, who had left, she left to be, she wanted to be a journalist. So she was in, like, Sydney area. She had left already. She gets a phone call saying that your screen timed out. Okay. Um, That's what that phone call said. Your screen time out. <laughs> Damn, they are uh, way ahead of their. I didn't yeah. think they were that advanced in the sixties. But okay. Well, I mean, it could it it could work for this situation. <laughs> Lois was in a horrible car accident, her and her screen, screen timed, timed out. out. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. So she was hit by a car, and they didn't know if she maybe she had forty eight hours left to live. They weren't sure. So oh, basically, like you shit. you need to get home because your sister is probably going to die. <laughs> so when she, when Rhoda arrived, she found her sister lying in a coma with severe head and body injuries. No one thought she was going to make it. But after a few days, when Rhoda was holding her hand, Lois opened her eyes and squeezed her sister's hand. And she remembers Lois looking at her, and it wasn't like, oh, thank God I'm alive. It was like, why am I here? Why are you there and I'm here? Like gotcha, gotcha. Got a little bit of jealousy yeah, going on and yeah. shit. Like, you should be here, bitch. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn, Lois. <sighs> it would, Get your shit together, bitch. Yeah. It, well, it's going to take a while for that. It would take over a year <laughs> of surgeries and intense rehab for Lois to recover. She had to learn to walk again, talk, care for herself. But she was never, because she had such a traumatic head injury she was never the same mentally the she was always part of the brain it actually hurt because i'm always interested in that because if she's on our show she's obviously killed people right she's dead this is oh she who died killed her oh who killed her that's what we want to know oh because who di- okay no it's wednesday it's a who did it's it wednesday, wednesday. Gotcha. I thought for some reason that like Lois is out there fucking whacking people. I don't think, you know, oh, injury. Well, well, she had that's, a brain injury. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the frontal or prefrontal cortex of the brain. Yeah. That's, you know, it, that's what's responsible for impulse control. Yeah. 
So that's why. But you know, my bad, my bad. You know what? I'm gonna sit over here and just look really pretty <laughs> in my in my thong yeah. because you know I like the way it, you know creases up my butt, and uh, I feel fabulous. <laughs> so yeah, never. She was never mentally the same, and she became a person with no inhibitions, someone people could take advantage of really easily. Just sort of, she she was just never the same. So instead of going back to doing hair, she spent a lot of her time helping her father on their tribal land. It's been this long thing where they've been trying to get their tribal land back. Gotcha, gotcha. From the okay. government. So she had also found a home in Nimbin, which is a town of sort of ex-hippies, laid-back counterculture. I think I've heard of that town. I just can't place where I heard it. It's about 30 minutes south of of Lismore. I don't have a hand measurement for that. <laughs> yeah, so not Michigan, so we can't <laughs> yeah, use our hands. Yeah. Like, hey, they were like right here, but not here, okay? But yeah, here. but here, yeah. <laughs> Because if you go down here towards the palm, (laughs) you're in a lake. Yeah. And that's not good. You have to come back up here. Yeah. Yeah. So she, people there embraced her for who she was. They never judged her for what she was or wasn't. And it was sort of, it was like her cheers. There was like a coffee shop there where she always hung out. And so everybody there knew her. Sounds actually very therapeutic for given the the brain injury yeah. and everything like that. So that's, that's good. So a couple years later, um, her father, Frank, passes away. And it was extremely hard on Lois. Not long afterwards, she gave birth to her son, Charlie. Wow. So there's someone easily taken advantage of. Okay, I was just wondering where this kid came from because we just went from car accident and brain injury, no so husband, no boyfriend. span of a couple of years, yeah. yeah so, it wasn't like, and she was seeing Bob or nope. anything like that. Now she's giving birth. Okay, no, yeah. no, it's fucking, it's Australia, so fuck it. Yeah, so. Probably had sex while out running them goddamn big-ass huntsman spiders yes. or some bullshit like that. Fucking kangaroos attacking you. No, I dig, I dig, I dig. I'm, I'm right there. So her her mother ends up raising Charlie. And then a few years after that, she gives birth to her daughter, Emily. So during this time, Rhoda's been really successful in her career. She's lived abroad in London for six years. She's become a journalist in Sydney. Super successful life. So hold on. Lois is in the hippie camp. Yeah. Rhoda, Rhoda is out like being, being successful, being extremely, normal. Extremely, yes. Yeah. And, and, and I use the word normal, by the way, uh, Loosely, because yeah. normality is really up to interpretation. Yes. It's up to a, an individual's perception. Like, right. Like with all of us who are in the room right here, we're all pretty freaky motherfuckers. Yeah. You know? Yes. And we all talk very openly <laughs> about everything to each other. Yes. But to like other people, like like the Mexicans next door, they'd be like, no, senor. You're a freaky motherfucker. Yeah. That's what the hell you guys are. You guys, you guys need mental health. That's yes. what you guys need. Yes. So, yeah. So, it's, it's up to a person's perception. So, Lois calls Rhoda from the hospital in tears shortly after giving birth to Emily, begging her to take Emily before social services takes her because they've deemed her an unfit parent. This is what I don't get, though. It almost sounds like... Lois didn't know she was pregnant or something? It's quite possible. Like, she's sitting there going, huh, I look like I'm getting fat. 
And this is bizarre because things are moving in me. This has happened somewhere before yeah. in my life. It's happened somewhere. I just can't place it. I can't it. quite put my finger on it. Boom. She has a baby. She's like, holy shit, how the fuck did that happen? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm just falling. Okay. That's fine. Fuck it. <laughs> Story's getting fucking weird as shit, but okay. Nate already deemed her an unfit parent when her son was born, and that's why her mother was raising him. So, Kind of makes sense with the brain injuries. Yeah. And, and just, she's probably really mentally incapacitated in a way. You know, a, a deficient. Yes. Would be a better word for it. Yeah. So, no, I, I, I can understand. Okay, that's cool. So, Rhoda agrees, and four days later, she takes custody of Emily. And she said that she feels bad. Later, she felt bad because... She didn't really, once she became a parent of her own biological child, she realized how hard it would have been for her sister to give up Gotcha. No, it her makes kids. sense, yeah. <clears throat> um, so she takes custody of Emily. And then time goes by. She goes, Rhoda goes back to what she's been doing. Lois is still back and forth to Nimbin and Lismore. And then in July of 1998, Lois went to visit her mother, as she often did. Muriel recalls telling her daughter to be careful going home because it was 9 p.m. and dark. And hitchhiking was very common in Lismore. And it was a small town, so everybody knew everybody. Usually you could trust who you were riding with. That makes sense, yeah. Um, And it was Lois's primary mode of transportation because she couldn't get a driver's license. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes total sense. Yeah. Because one thing they didn't mention is with that brain injury and everything like that, she could have been partially blind. Um, yeah. And, and once again, brain injury, you know, so you, you got uh, a lot of, it sounds like she may have had a lot of errors in judgment. Yes. Based on some brain damage. Yes. And uh, and just maybe just the synaptic firings weren't, weren't quite what they should be. Right. So, her last words to her mother were, don't worry, Mom, nothing will happen to me. Famous last words, by right. the way. Yeah. You know, just, just like we were talking about horror movies earlier, when they go, we have to go back and get Bob. Don't worry, nothing will happen to us if we stick together. No, no, Jason's going to kill you motherfuckers. That's what's going to happen. The hell we do? Bob's on his own. I've said the same thing. You are on your own. I've actually used my <laughs> own kids in that, in, 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 in that right there. Like, Seriously, like if if we're camping out and like Jake's back there and I saw two dead bodies, we have to go back and get Jacob. But you know what? It was it was a good run. I hope he makes it. I'll meet him at I, the bar. I love you. <laughs> no reason for all of us to get killed, to motherfucker. Die. Yeah. Hope you, yeah, we learned to run. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Hope you learned to run uh, really fast. Yeah. And and avoid the, the the killer. This is a lesson for you. If you make it out, you've learned it. Yeah. If, if you make it out, meet me at the bar. I'll buy rounds. It's yes. cool. Like, I don't care if he's 18 or not. I'd be like, look, he just avoided getting killed by a fucking serial killer, dude. The dude's getting a beer. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, at that point, Rhoda was organizing the Aboriginal segment of these Summer Olympics that were being held in Sydney that year. Once again, she gets a phone call. This time it's from her brother telling her that Lois has been missing. So she rushes home to find out what's going on. Uh, Mark, their brother, thought it was odd not to have seen Lois the day before at the at the Widgeable land site because she was always there because it was super important to her and her family. And so he drove over to her house 
And there'd been groceries that were delivered on the front porch. So he thought, you know, maybe she's just out. Like, she's not home yet. I'll come back later and check. He comes back the next day, and the groceries are still on the front porch. Oh. This is when he knew there was trouble, because <laughs> Lois would never have left her food outside. She would have called the neighbor somebody to, to pick it up for her if she wasn't coming home. I know something about her brother already. He's not from Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> Or Florida. Or Florida. Yeah, he yeah. came and he said, okay, my sister's out and about. That's something she normally does. Yeah. Came back the next day and he didn't ignore it. Right. And called two, three, four weeks later. Be like, he said, oh, oh, we got a yeah. fucking problem. We got a problem. We have yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So he, he goes to Nimbin. He's asking around everywhere she goes normally to see if anybody had seen her. And then he goes to the police to report her missing. Uh, and the police have a bad habit of not treating the Aborigines fairly, or even with common decency most of the time. And it had been four days since she had been missing. And although the police said they would file a missing person's report, they never did. They were like, eh, no big deal. It's a black person. Yeah, that's... Who cares? She was I mean, crazy anyway. I make a lot of ethnic jokes. However, yeah, that is, seems to be a problem across the board. Yeah, almost worldwide is when, when if you have like a, and it's it, it, it's it's across all nationalities. Yeah. So if you're in a place that's the the majority of people are are black, if something happens to a white person, it's a white person. We don't care. Yeah. And we, if it's mostly white people, yeah. they go ah, it's just yeah. it's just a black guy. We yeah. don't give a shit. You know, and that they were like, "Oh, she's probably gone walk about." Like, we don't. Yeah, she'll be back. She'll be back. Fuck her. She's just yeah. an Aborigine. Yeah. you know, a bit a vegetable. Vigible. Oh, widgible. That was it. Widgible. Yes. That's another one. I'm putting that one in there. Orphans and widgibles. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's my two. Yeah. I'm learning shit now. This is scary. <laughs> Orphans and widgibles. Um, so as we all know, the first 24 hours, even 48 hours are the most crucial to any missing persons case. Lois had been in Nimbin all day the day she went missing and had last been seen on the street corner where most people stood who were hitchhiking, looking to get a ride back to Lismore. That's how common it was. Oh, okay. Police did not search the stretch of road where she would have traveled for any clues, like her purse, a shoe, anything that could have been used to help find Lois. And her family, because her family was making such a big deal out of it, the police finally were like, oh, well, like, you're going to report this to the press, so we probably should get our asses in gear and do our job. Yeah. So her family's canvassing the area, putting up flyers, going door-to-door asking if anyone had seen Lois... They were at it day and night, going to to the Lismore police station on a daily basis, asking if there had been any clues or leads in the case, but they were always given the runaround and brushed off. Like, she probably is just with some guy. She'll be back. Yeah, because she, she wasn't important. Exactly. And that's, you know, I was bitching about this a couple of episodes ago, is that, you know, there's always that unimportant, lesser than everybody else group of people, whether it's yes. most of the time it's prostitutes. And yeah. that's, that's the that's the long, hard, cold truth of it. Yeah. Most of the time, if somebody's selling their body, then they're less than everybody else. And nobody gives a shit. Except yeah. for, and I always bring this up, Rochester PD. Yes. Those motherfuckers are on it like Blue Bonnet. They will scour the earth to find out who's killing hookers. 
which I fucking love them. Yeah. Um, to her, do what? Hookers are people too. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You know, nobody knows what somebody's story is. No. You know, why is this woman selling her body? Well, it could be. It could be for something that everybody like. She's on drugs. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, but it might she could be. have children support to support. She could, it could be anything. Yeah, she could be one of what I've always called the underemployed. And what that is is, I know a lot of people who work. They work full time. Right. But. It's just not enough. Yeah, with their skill set. Um, sorry, had to reply to something. Um, with their skill set, you know, they're not going to make more than a certain amount. Yeah. Which normally would be okay, except that inflation, with the way things are rising faster than what wages are. Yeah. And that's the problem. And so, you know, I was going off on a tangent about this, but I answered something and fucking don't do drugs. That's just keep going. Sometimes you need extra income. You do. That's what I'm talking about. The hookers. Yeah. So maybe, maybe this was something that tragically happened. You know, uh, maybe her and her boyfriend or husband were doing fine. They both have, you know, menial jobs. They're working right, full time. Right. And, you know, they're, they're making ends meet. Barely, but they're making ends meet. Yeah. Well, what happens when one of those ends dies? Or they're like one m- medical problem or yeah. something, anything away from being completely destitute. Yeah, There's exactly. no cushion whatsoever. You know, so now she's looking, what are you going to do? Are you going to let your kids starve? Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. And this is, this is all my jokes aside. Um, when Jake was young, like five years old or so, if I had to feed him, if I had to suck a dick to feed my son, you would. Guess what? Be gobbling a knob. Yeah, that's just the fucking fact. Your kids. I went hungry for days to make sure my son ate. Yeah, always. And I'm not saying I'm a, I'm a you know a great parent by any means, but there's a level of morality and there's a level of responsibility you have for your children. Yes. So yeah, we don't know people's fucking stories. No. Maybe that's her situation. Maybe she's looking at you know a kid or two or three. And now, you know, boyfriend hubby, there's something majorly wrong. She's a sole supporter. Yep. You know, but no, everybody looks at the hookers like fucking whores and fucking idiots, man. Yeah. That's, that's what I think. I, I get on these fucking rampages. I think about these morons, you know, and the biggest one for me are, are people like that are that are really religious. Yes. Does he go, well, the whores, it says in the bud tarp. Do you realize Jesus hung out with whores, by the way, guys? You guys fucking realize that? There's yeah. a news flash for you. He hang, he hung out with thieves, tax collectors, and whores. Yeah. And you guys are sitting there going, well, she's a whore, so it's against Jesus. Please he sure as shit he wouldn't hang out with you if he came back. Fairly sure. He'd yeah. be like going at you going, Hypocrites. Mm. Yeah. I don't think so, because why? Because you're a twat. That's why. Yeah. Fuck away from me. That's yeah. what he would say to you. Yeah. He'd probably say amen after. But he'd And you're did. sitting in judgment on other people, which you're not supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. man. You know, I, I judge people for the assholes that they are. Yes. Not for any other reason. I don't right. care if if yeah, anybody's sexuality, their, their job, right. anything like that. If somebody's an asshole... That's different. Because that's across the board. Anybody can be an asshole. <laughs> exactly. All yeah. races, shapes, sizes, heights. Yeah. They come in all packages. Yes. You know, I just look at people and go, huh, oh, no, you're a prick. That's yeah. what the fuck you are. That's what's wrong with you. Yeah. I had that problem with my ex-wife's friends. You don't like us because we're swingers. No. I don't, I don't like, like you guys because you're assholes. Yeah. 
Don't give a fuck who the hell you're, you're not the last ex-wife. That was two ex-wives ago. Because, <laughs> you know, I, some people collect figurines. I collect ex-wives. Yeah. <laughs> and Pez dispensers. That's right. Sometimes yes. I have a big wall of ex-wives and Pez dispensers. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be absolutely wonderful. So I can go, I love these right here. That's my, like, Bugs Bunny collection. She was a cunt. And uh, these right here But Star she Wars. has to be part of the collection. That's right. Because <laughs> her head wouldn't quit flapping. Yeah. Got to collect them all. So, after all this time, police, you know, are not doing anything about it. I, this was particularly poignant to me in one of the documentaries I watched was six months before Lois disappeared... A German backpacker had disappeared. Her and her boyfriend were out hiking. And the police were all over that because she was white. I actually featured the serial killer that did it. I think I know which one it is. Uh, 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 don't tell me. Uh, Ivan Malat, I think is. May have been. Because he. Well, they, the they set up a fund for, to get her boyfriend home. And later on. He was the one who was convicted of killing her back in Germany. I don't know what his name was. Nope, that's not Ivan Malat. Ivan Malat, he was the backpack killer, but he didn't get them. Yeah. So all that money they spent, thousands of dollars, on this guy who ended up being the one who killed his girlfriend in the first place. (laughs) And there's even a memorial to this woman in in town. She wasn't even... A resident. She wasn't even a, a an Australian citizen. But they can't spend five minutes fucking looking for this Aboriginal girl. Yeah. This uh, Widgible. Widgible. Yes. Yeah, they're right. I almost called her a vegetable again. <laughs> she was only that for like a year. <laughs> I love eating vegetables. <laughs> Saying. So. So I'm not allowed at the hospital anymore. No. That's illegal. Especially in the geriatric unit. Yes. But that's a whole different story. <laughs> hey, there's a new occupation that's coming out where uh, it's a sex therapist thing. That's, that's my new thing. thing. I'm going to become a sex therapist and tell people how to get therapy through great sex. It's, it is a true thing. That is Let true. Let me tell you. We can have a whole show on that. Okay, yes. Go ahead. Okay. I'm sorry. So, I'm just clapping it the mouth here. Um, the police questioned her family first and they came to her brother mark's house to ask if they could take his car in for around six days to examine it because they thought that he might be a a suspect after six months mark goes back to the station after never receiving a call back or anything about his car and he's like where's my car i want my car back and they're like what car yeah (laughs) gone and I also thought it was notable that over many years, over the years, many Widgible women had gone missing and nothing was ever done by the police to solve these cases. Three of them in the last, in that t- at that time, in the last 10 years were cousins of Lois and Rhoda's. Nothing done about it at all. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Really. And it was finally figured out that the last time Lois had been seen by a member of the police in his car. He saw her getting in a white car that was headed for Lismore. And there'd been 
No evidence of foul play at her, at her home because they went and they checked that out. No clues left. She never made it home. Anywhere. Man. She never made it home. So, yeah. Six months later, after a tourist um, on a, a walking group on the Widgeable land, I might add, stopped to go to the bathroom. So he walks, they're on like a fire road and he walks way off the path to go to the bathroom. He's afraid to pee pee in front of people. You should be more afraid to do it in the bush. (laughs) Either way, you shouldn't pee there. (laughs) If it's not yours, I don't know. I I totally agree. I mean, unless you're into that. But a little little, little bizarre. I don't judge. I don't judge. (laughs) That's just a fucking hard Christ. So it was, it was a fire road in the Wyan uh, Wyan Forest, which is on the Bunjilung native land. And the Widgible are part of the Bunjilung natives. <laughs> so he finds her body. She'd been bound with electrical wire, raped, and decapitated. Fuck. And her head was never found. That's fucked up right there. Like, for real, that's fucked up. And it was estimated that she'd been kept alive for eight to ten days while being tortured and assaulted before she was killed. So, eight to ten days that the Lismore police could have been looking for her. Eight to ten days of somebody being scared and confused because, you know, she's not all mentally there. Mm -hmm. That's jacked, man. Fuck. Yeah. And they ended up bringing one guy in, but he was only really shortly detained. They <clears throat> they brought him in because he drove a white car that basically resembled the car that they had last seen her getting into. The police found electrical wire, same kind. Okay. And Several pictures of Rhoda, of her sister, with letters about wanting to kill her, about how he was going to kill her, all this evidence in the car. Pretty well nails it, man. And they, some people thought, well, he just, he got the wrong sister. He thought he was getting Rhoda, but he got Lois instead. Police let him go. And he was. Good job, cop shop. Fucking good job. Never charged. Donkulous. Yeah. So to this day, her death is still unsolved. They still don't know what happened to her. They don't know. They don't care to know. They don't care. That's what it sounds like to me. They they don't give fucking two shits to know. They don't. They don't care at all. And the the family's been trying to get money together to put a stone, something in the town in remembrance of her, and every time they put it up, the police take it down. That's jacked, man. Yeah. I Meanwhile, they have this huge monument to the German backpacker. I don't scream racism very often at all, but this is it's fucking clearly, racism. This yeah. is clearly racism. That's, that's, that's fucked up. And the... Oh, where was I going with this? <clears throat> I'm still thinking about peeing in the bush. <laughs> Just letting you know that that's going to be stuck on my mind, along with freaking, you know, orphans and yeah. So Michigan. It was a couple years ago, 
and Rhoda gets a call from this self-professed psychic who says, Lois is here with me. And she says, you know, she well, like she's really upset. She doesn't realize she's dead, but she's upset because she can't find her head. And her head is located. And they give the the psychic gives her an address and says okay. it's um it's in the back. It's in a trash can that's like covered by a gray tarp. So pretty specific. Yeah, it's very specific. Yeah. <clears throat> and when Rhoda went to look cuz she had to go see the there the address was there and the trash was there with the gray tarp on it, but no one would ever she couldn't get anybody to check it out because a psychic told you that. So it's got to be bullshit. And plus, you know, she's a witch bowl. Right. And, uh, you know, yeah, 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 totally. But I bet you if that if one of those Germans would have said, hey, this is what a psychic, they'd be, oh, hey, we're on that right now. Yeah. Let's send out SWAT. Yeah. So, yeah, nobody knows what happened to her. Her head was never found. They can't really find any reason what she would, you know, why she would have been killed. Um, I, her sister Rhoda did a documentary called a, a sister's love, which was really moving to me. I'm a crier, <laughs> but there's a part where she goes, like she goes to where she was, where the body was found and all that. And it's, it's the feeling there is really like, it gives me goosebumps now. Really? It, like, she says it feels like something is there, like something that's been there for thousands of years kind of feel. It's just really kind of, it's spooky. And she she goes to where her sister was found and puts up a cross that she makes out of sticks, basically, because that's the only right, right, right. monument to her sister, you know. And it was... They did another update on that on um, an Australian show called Cold Justice that featured her case still, where they tried to talk to the police then, and the police didn't want to talk about it even then. Of course not. So they're like, why are you even asking us about this? This is old news. We never cared in the first place. They didn't say that, but that's, you know. That's an aligning statement that they, I'm a big believer in actions speak louder than words, you know. If 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 you kick somebody in the shin... And you say, oh, gee, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. And then you kick him again. Yeah. yeah. No, you meant to do that, you asshole. Meant, yeah. That's what the fuck you meant to do. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's, that's that. <laughs> Take a deep breath in. Remember, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check out the website at www.twistedbluellc.com. Check us out on Medium and Crime Beat on Medium and wherever you get your blogs. Just type in at Boodle Nation. You get the full story without any of my bullshit along with it, which could be good or bad because I kind of like my bullshit sometimes. I like your bullshit. I like my bullshit. I make myself laugh all the fucking time. I think it's just because I'm half retarded. Um, that's what I'm pretty sure it it's is. because we did the same drugs. <laughs> yeah, because we did the same drugs so we can relate to yes, that. Yes. No, I can relate because I'm, I'm that way too. Yeah. <laughs> this show's copyrighted 2022 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved. We will see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye.